Good morning, folks, and uh, welcome to Cat Folks Vineyard Church. It's Palm Sunday. My name's Paul, and this is Chantel, and it's so good to be with you again this morning. Um, normally, when we're together and um, worshiping at church, we love to sing worship songs because we believe they bring us into the presence of Jesus. Paul and I are definitely not going to lead you in worship ourselves here this morning, but Sergio, our worship leader, has suggested a couple of songs that you could listen to. Maybe you've already done that before um, from our link on our website, or you could do it after. The songs are Living Hope and Faithful, One, which are really appropriate for this Easter time. Also, when we're together at church, we always love to welcome our guests, people who are new to the church. And we recognise that some of you might be watching this and you're new to our church, you're new to Carrickfergus Vineyard, and you're new because you've just decided that you want to start watching online or someone's invited you to church at home. And we would like to say you're especially welcome. Normally, we would meet up with new people who come to our church for a coffee and a chat if they, like, if they would like to do that. And I know we can't meet you physically, but if you would like to meet us on a phone call or FaceTime or something like that, we can make our own cups of coffee. We'd love to do that. So get in touch if you email us. The details are on our website and we will get in touch with you and arrange an online coffee. We're really conscious about staying connected in these times. Um, we've been doing as much as we can to keep you guys connected. We've been posting little videos, Friday church, spiritual practices as well to keep us connected to God. So keep listening to those worship songs, praying for those different groups of people, um, doing those quiet times with your Bible, Lectio Divina, reading Bible plans, all of those things. And we definitely want to be people of prayer at this time. So we're joining with all the vineyard churches to pray together every Sunday night, um, as long as this thing goes on for. So join us tonight around seven or whenever you want to pray. And um, there's prayer points again available. And you can light a candle as well, just to symbolize that if you'd like to. Our kids and young people are still connecting to online. Gillian has produced a fantastic story again this week in which you can watch on YouTube and activities to match that during the week and our young people as well are connecting so check out our website for all the details on those things. So one of the most significant ways where we can still remain connected is through our life groups and we have uh, 15 or so life groups meeting virtually uh, throughout the week and uh, they all kicked off this week past and uh, I just wanted to read to you just one comment uh, that was kind of emailed into us uh, by someone. Uh, a lady in our church wrote these things. Just wanted to let you know that being in my life group was what got me through the last few days. It's so comforting to know there are people who are looking out for me and praying for other people's loved ones and worries actually makes me feel useful and less stressed. So uh, there's still time if you'd like to uh, sign up to one, please I'd encourage you wholeheartedly to do that. You've been tuning in, some of you, many of you, to our Friday church uh, posts that go up at 12 o'clock. There'll be a, another special one this Friday. It's Good Friday. Uh, I have a good idea whether we can pull it off or not. I'm not sure, uh, but tune in again uh, on Friday. It's Good Friday. We're going to be doing communion, so if you'd like to share in communion together, uh, get yourself organised at home with some bread and some some wine or some uh, blackcurrant juice, something like that. Um, we've got something really special coming up on Easter Saturday. It's the digital premiere of our legacy film. 
last summer, um, some of the guys from Vineyard in the UK went over to the States and had an interview with Carol Wimber and Bob and Penny Fulton, who basically were around at the start of the Vineyard with Carol's late husband, John. Um, it's, I've, we had a sneak preview at the National Leaders Conference. It's a wonderful film. It's humorous, it's insightful, it's moving, and there's some powerful words that Carol shares at the end for us as churches. So I'd really encourage you to watch that together. It launches at 8 p.m. on Easter Saturday, the 11th of April. And if I can work out to do it, we'll do a watch party on our Fergus Vineyard Facebook page. And so next Sunday is Easter Sunday. Uh, hopefully you've got your chocolate Easter eggs at home ready. Uh, but as well as that, we'll be doing a service similar to what we have been doing here. Again, we will be doing communion, so be prepared if you'd like to do that yourselves at home. Uh, get yourself organised and you can share as part of that together. Um, we're still wanting to be compassionate in these days. And um, this week I was kind of looking at our church calendar and thinking of the things that we would have been doing um, over this next month. And on the first Sunday of the month, a team from our church has been going into Carrick Manor and hosting a short service for the residents and staff there. And today we would have been going in to do that. So it feels a little bit sad that we're not able to physically do that, but we can still pray for them, especially pray for care homes because it's really difficult there. And some of our kids and young people have been sending in pictures and letters to encourage the staff. Um, Here's one that one of them made with their favourite verse. He remembered us when we were in trouble. His love continues forever. Psalm 136 verse 23. So that's been a lovely way to do that. Um, we've just loved seeing how random acts of kindness are becoming the norm. Um, we've loved seeing how people in our church are just caring for people in their local own local neighbourhoods. Um, some people in our church have been making soup and dropping it off for those who are older and vulnerable and they're so grateful to get a warm lunch. Another person in our church gave a lift to their neighbour for a hospital appointment, someone they've got to know better just through this short time um, of crisis. And it's just wonderful to see how our communities are drawn together. Maybe some of you are out again at eight o'clock on Thursday for clapping for the NHS and the key workers. And I, again, I was just so moved. It's so lovely to see your neighbours mm -hmm. um, out on their doorsteps and to show our appreciation for all of those on the front line. So let's keep being compassionate. Um, kids of Carrick Vineyard, I'm sorry, but we had bought you all an Easter egg mm -hmm. and we can't give them out at church. So we just have dropped those off at Carrick Fergus Food Bank so that they can give them out to families who need food. So that's another way just to show kindness. Um, I just wanted to let you know about giving. Normally in our church service, we have a point where people can give um, money as an offering as part of the service part of our worship to god and in our church we're so blessed with many people who give generously to see god's kingdom come obviously like loads of other things we can't physically give our money in a basket and um, but there are other ways we can still give to the church you can do that via stand and order bank transfer online giving and we've got a new tax giving service if you like to do it that way all of the details of that are on our website, or you might want to keep your offering safe that you would normally put in, put it in a jam jar or somewhere safer, maybe even at this time that you would normally be putting it in, 
keep it safe and give it when you can at a later date. And we just wanted to say as well, we totally realise that these are unprecedented days. Some of you in our church family might be facing changes in your income or you might have concerns about how this season's going to affect your business or your job or your finance. And we want you to keep in touch with us about that and let's keep praying for one another. Keep praying for those that we know who are facing financial uncertainty. Pray for God to provide, pray for his peace, pray for God to help us to trust him in these uncertain times. So it's so lovely to be with you um, in your homes from our home. Um, and we're just gonna, Paul's just gonna share with, with you now. Normally we'd take a break, have a wee chat amongst ourselves. Mm. So you can do that, um, freshen up your coffee and Paul's just gonna share with us now on Palm Sunday. See you soon. Uh, I just wonder, as Chantelle was sharing those things, we should just pray right now uh, for the whole area of finance. Um, it's affecting many of our lives, and so let's just do that right here, right now. God, we thank you that all that comes to us, that is provided to us, comes from you. And we just wholeheartedly, right now, surrender our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, our concerns, our worries, uh, whatever they may be. We just trust in you, God, that you will provide for us. And we just invite you, God, into the midst of all that that is and all that that means for each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Folks, I wanted to uh, just take a bit of time, uh, a bit shorter than I perhaps was last week, and um, just want to talk about uh, a couple of words, really, I was, I was considering, pondering this week, and I said, like, God, what, what is it you want me to speak on? And I just felt like God kind of just whispered these two words, a, a short phrase, and it's, holy squeeze. I was like, oh, God, that's a bit random. Like, got any more than that? I said, that's a bit whatever. But as I began to ponder it, I began to think, what does that mean and what does that look like? And I try to be a little bit creative in around the word squeeze. And I've actually got a couple of uh, props uh, with me. One of them is I was thinking about, well, we squeeze a, a tube of toothpaste, don't we, to get the toothpaste out. And uh, we have a couple of culprits in our house who like to just simply open the cap and squeeze and it, it, it does a job. And then when they think, actually, I can't squeeze it in that sort of method anymore, I'm just gonna lift for the next tube. And they go to the cupboard and hey presto, Mum has supplied the, the next tube of toothpaste. Whereas I'm that kind of person who likes to squeeze from the bottom and I kind of squeeze and squeeze and squeeze. I've got the top, as you can see, done up so it's not gonna come out. But go there and then I, I begin, I can't really do it with, with um, one hand, but kind of squeeze at the bottom there. And what ends up happening is the pressure from the bottom begins to just squeeze until we get all the toothpaste out. You probably think I'm really mean and tight, don't you? Get the last bit out and all that. But I was thinking about that and then I was thinking of an orange. And uh, we don't have any oranges. Uh, we have a satsuma or tangerine or I don't know what we call them. Um, but I was thinking of, isn't it right, that with lots of fruits that we can actually peel them and we can squeeze them and by squeezing, by putting pressure on them, the juice that comes out and provides a really uh, invigorating and uh, refreshing kind of drink. And I was thinking, that's often what happens, isn't it, with life, that we, we begin to feel a squeeze 
and it creates pressure and then what it does is it actually forces us into action it forces us to make uh, choices or decisions or whatever it is and my guess is that there are many of us right now who have just felt the squeeze of everything that has happened and we have had to make choices or actions which are different to what we have been used to and some of them have been unpleasant and some of them actually have been really quite good and uh, my guess is that for many of us one of the good things one of the good squeezes that the um, one of the good actions that has come from the squeeze is that we have come to our knees and that we've looked up whether we're a Christian or not a Christian and we're spending more time in his presence praying reading the scriptures doing whatever it is it's when we feel the squeeze when we feel pressure it actually moves us into action what I'd like to do uh, for this time really is just ponder and consider what were the ways in which Jesus felt that holy squeeze that 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 pressure in the days leading up to the cross and the cross itself as we consider as we ponder as we prepare ourselves for next week uh, with it being Easter uh, the first thing is is, is Palm Sunday. We celebrate Palm Sunday today and we, we recall or recount the story when Jesus came. It was known as the triumphant entry as he came on a foal of a donkey, uh, which is like a, a, a small donkey. What a, what a humble way for the king to come to the city of Jerusalem during uh, what was going to be what they were coming for, for the Passover festival. He comes riding upon a donkey and he enters the temple the temple was the place of prayer place of worship and Jesus noticed that in this place there were people that were trading they were selling things and there were uh, people changing money and and he became indignant with that he became angry by that and uh, and he says these words he says my house will be called a house of prayer but you are making it a den of robbers if we know the story lifted the tables and through righteous anger, he acted in an appropriate manner. And the question really for us is, how are we experiencing a righteous anger? Or how are we experiencing frustration maybe? We're feeling that squeeze that's, that's pushing us towards something. What is it that God's inviting us or saying to us about that? From this place, a few days later, Jesus shares the Passover meal, which we know as the Last Supper with his 12 disciples. It's a really intimate gathering, the 13 of them gather together, some significant conversations happen, but there's a significant action that takes place too. Jesus chooses to wash the feet of the disciples. This would have been uh, customary in those days for, uh, for the host of the meal to simply uh, wash the feet of the guests as they arrive, but Jesus does that himself. He, he removes some of the clothing that he's wearing and he takes a bowl of water and he, and he does this to his disciples. Peter has a real hard time and he kind of struggles with the concept. He's like, you're not going to do that to me. And Jesus replies and says, you do not realise now what I am doing, but later you will understand. You see, the holy squeeze here for Jesus forces him or uh, compels him is probably a better word towards action that he would be humble and that he would demonstrate humility the king of kings the lord of lords the son of god getting on his knees and choosing to wash the feet of those who he was leading he was serving them 
And the question for us today is, who is Jesus inviting you and I to serve? How, with the constraints in which we're living with today, may we do that appropriately and well? During this same meal, he, he washes the 12 uh, pairs of, uh, of feet, and uh, one of those individuals uh, who he also shares a meal with is Judas. Judas, uh, Jesus has foreknowledge of, is later going to betray him. In fact, from that meal, he goes and he goes to, uh, to basically dob Jesus in. And, uh, and, and what amazes me is that Jesus knew that, and yet he still washed the feet. In knowing that, he still is willing to share a meal with him. And he just, Jesus just demonstrates such extraordinary grace. The question for us then is, who is it that Jesus is inviting us to extend extraordinary grace towards someone else? During the supper, uh, Jesus does the most incredible thing. He demonstrates something that we still celebrate today and we're going to do twice uh, next week. And that is that he takes uh, two parts of the meal. He takes bread and he takes wine. And with them, he says, this is my body broken for you. And with the wine, he takes it and he says, this is uh, a sign, uh, a symbol of my blood, which is shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After this meal, they go together and uh, they cross the valley. They go to a place called the Mount of Olives and uh, above, uh, higher up on the Mount of Olives, there's a place called the Garden of Gethsemane. And in this place, um, they spend the night in prayer and Jesus knows what's coming. He's, he calls his disciples to him and this is the place where he's, he's so vulnerable. He's showing great humanity in his own weakness of thinking, goodness, this is what's coming. I know what's coming. And he invites his disciples to pray with him and they fall asleep and he's there by himself. And uh, the Bible describes it as like that there were uh, drops of blood kind of emanating or coming from the pores of his skin. He was so uh, fearful or, or, or terrified really of what was to come. And yet he prays these words to the Father, to his Father. He says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. The cup represents um, the death which he knew was coming. Yet not my will, but yours be done. God uh, may be inviting some of us into a, uh, to doing something that we'd rather not do, something that we're perhaps fearful of doing. Maybe for some of us that could actually be wholly trusting him. Wonder what it might be. What steps of obedience is, is God speaking to you about right now? As they're in the Garden of Gethsemane, Judas leads a band of men to come to arrest Jesus. They're sent uh, by the chief priests, they're sent to go and arrest Jesus and, and bring him to them. And during this commotion, Peter, uh, one of Jesus' closest disciples, uh, takes a sword and, uh, and, and, and has a go at one of them and, and ends up cutting off the ear of, of one of them there. I, I'm not sure that was a particularly good shot. He had just got a bit of an ear. Maybe he was going for more. Who knows? But that's not the point. The holy squeeze here for Jesus is... He reacts by telling Peter, stop it, stop. And out of just extraordinary compassion and mercy, uh, Jesus says, no more of this. And he touches the man's ear 
and heals him. I, I, it's just extraordinary in that moment. Here are his enemies come to arrest him, to take him away. And even in that moment, he reaches with his hand and touches the man's ears and heals him. What acts of kindness, of grace and mercy is Jesus inviting us into extending, even to our enemies. Jesus is brought before the Sanhedrin, which is the fancy name for a group of uh, the chief priests. And uh, then later he's tried by Pilate, Pontius Pilate, who's the governor, he's the Roman governor. He's, he's really sort of in charge. And it was through Pontius Pilate's uh, decision, really, that, that Jesus was crucified. But it was the chief priests that really encouraged or forced Pilate's hand, really, in order to do that. And Jesus is summoned and he's questioned. And, uh, and, and, and in, in the questioning, Jesus says very little. He really just receives it, takes it, and says very few words indeed. He could have, uh, you know, commanded a whole army of angels to come and defend him and step in. He could have justified and used all kinds of language. He could have acted all kinds of different things in order to, uh, to take this away from him. But he doesn't. He remains and he simply uh, receives it. What areas of our lives do we simply just need to let go and let be? Where perhaps we might feel, you know, we've not been justified. There's, there's something happened and I need justice or I need this or I need to stand up for myself. I've been misunderstood and I need to defend myself. When actually lots of those things, we need to just simply just let that go and move on. The Holy Squeeze led him to obey the Father. He chooses to go through the most horrific trial where he is uh, he's beaten, he's mocked, he's spat at. Uh, a, a crown of thorns is twisted and put together and placed upon his head. He's taken and he's flogged, he's beaten, he's, he's whipped 40 times. Most brutal punishment. He's, uh, most of his clothes are removed and then publicly he is forced to walk through the streets of Jerusalem. The very streets that only a few days before he'd come riding on a donkey in his triumphant entry. The same place, the same city, same people, cheering, jeering, all kinds of things to him. He's forced to carry his cross to a place called Golgotha, the place of the skull. And it's at that place where Jesus is crucified. The Roman soldiers uh, gamble uh, for the last piece of clothing that he has. And they nail him to a cross. And then he's suspended there with two others. The Holy Squeeze causes or acts out of just the most extraordinary grace and mercy again. Where Jesus prays these words to the Father about the very men who are brutally putting nails through his wrists and through his ankles. He says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Even at that point, even as these men are doing the most brutally awful things to him, he is releasing forgiveness to them. And the simple question for us is, is there anyone that we need to forgive? And are we going to forgive them?
There's loads more that happens over these days. These are just a few highlights, a few of the conversations. And uh, I guess as we look at Jesus in his most vulnerable moments, we see how the pressure that he was uh, feeling, he still acted and reacted in the most incredible ways. And it's really an invitation to us. Where, where are we feeling the squeeze? What is it that God is inviting us into? And how are we going to choose to respond? Chantel, come and join us. <laughs> well, um, at the end of our services, we always like to offer prayer ministry, which, as I said last week, is kind of inviting the presence of God, inviting the Holy Spirit to speak. Um, and we don't just pray loads of words. We listen to what he's saying and pray for one another. So I'd just like to take a minute or two, both of us would, to pray now. And just there might be a moment of quiet where we invite you to let God speak about some of the things Paul has said or maybe some of the words you've heard from the worship songs or just some things that have been put on your heart this week. Maybe God is speaking to you. And also, you know, that's if you've been coming to church for years or... This morning or last week is the first time you have tuned in. God still speaks to each one of us. We believe that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just need to say yes to him. Say, yes, God, I'm listening. I want to hear from you. So let's take a moment to pray. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Lord, I just thank you that you're here with us, even as we sit in our own living rooms. Lord, your presence is with us. Holy Spirit, we invite you now to speak to us. We invite you to come now and be with us. And Lord, many of us feel under pressure right now. But Lord, we want to know what's the holy squeeze? What are you saying to us? What are you inviting us into? Would you just speak to us now, God? Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, maybe it's someone that we need to forgive, something we need to let go. Maybe you're calling us to step out of our comfort zone, to demonstrate kindness in a way that isn't, doesn't feel easy or straightforward. Or maybe it's a trust thing with our finances, or maybe you're calling us to give some money even when we're not sure where our next money is coming from maybe it's to just demonstrate extraordinary grace like jesus did as he washed his disciples feet lord we invite you to speak to us now and to keep prompting us in these days of how we respond to this holy squeeze of how we live like jesus respond like him and lord as we come into this holy week lord would you just speak to us about the cross remind us of the cross of your sacrifice and of resurrection life that comes on easter sunday lord we just say that we're open to you in these days whether we've known you for five minutes or 50 years lord we open our lives to you god and we ask you to be part of our lives in this in this time we not just part of our lives, Lord, would you, we surrender our lives to you in these days afresh. 
Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. Amen. And guys, you know, we just want to encourage you. We love being here with you, even though it's a bit strange uh, being on a camera. Um, we just love you, our church and our community. We're so with you. And if you have got questions in these days, if you want to talk, if you don't know Jesus and you're wanting to know more about faith, you know, email us and we'll have that virtual coffee. We'll chat to you about it. If you're part of our church or community and you're just really struggling with something and you want to chat to someone, please get in touch with us. Our church is here for you. So thank you for joining us this morning for Church at Home. We look forward to Life Groups next week, to all the things that are going on. Good Friday Church, um, our legacy film on Easter Saturday, Church on Easter Sunday, and keep staying connected on social media and through the kids and youth stuff. We love you guys and we'll see you soon. God bless. Bye.